Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Man of the Post podcast. I'm producer Ross, and joining me this week we have Colin, Tom, Greg, and James. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello. Evening. Hi there. How are you all doing? Had a good week? Yeah. I had a very good week. Yeah, Tom, you had quite yeah. a bit of luck, didn't you? No, it's not luck. <laughs> the Dutch under 21 leagues, is it? I don't know. It's just the Dutch youth league. I don't know if it's under 21. All right. Then. Do you want to tell the listeners what happened? Uh, well, I put a. Uh, accumulator on well it wasn't an accumulator as such it was 36 sevenfolds <laughs> out of out of the nine games on them all to go over 4.5 uh 3.5 goals and they all did and i won four grand <laughs> and you've joined the uh the, the console generation now and you bought an xbox i have yeah you're playing fifa a bit yeah i'm not very good at it though well you beat you beat saints in your first game that's what matters isn't it yeah <laughs> i've been playing as like as myself like put myself in as Portsmouth. Oh, the pro thing. The only person, the only person that passes to me is Marcos Painter. <laughs> no one else, no one else passes to me. <laughs> Bunch of dicks. Not that I do anything with the ball. I just lose it when I get it. <laughs> All right, All right. Let's move on to some uh, real life football then. Um, Premier League this weekend. As Adam's not here, we're not going to really talk too much about the Premier League. Um, any any results stand out for anyone though from this weekend? I think Sunderland's hammering of Newcastle. Yeah. It's becoming annual though, isn't it? Brilliant, because I've got a Geordie I work with. <laughs> he was happy. I'm going to rip into him. Oh, then we lost 3-0 as well. but so. <laughs> Not some rivals though. <laughs> no. So, um, what the the one all today, with West Brom and Liverpool. Liverpool dropping points. Yeah, Carlo Torre had a bit of a nightmare, didn't he? Passed the ball right back across his back four, straight to Victor and HB, who were slotted home with ease. Oh, and of course, Man United again. <laughs> yeah, Greg, what'd you make to uh, Stoke beating Man United? Um, well, they were. It was Charlie Adam beating Man United, wasn't it? Yeah. This, well, not so much the first goal, but the second goal was a real, real, real strike. Yeah, he got a clean hit, didn't he? No one, scored the, no one scored those goals against Man United when Fergie was manager. <laughs> <laughs> there was even six, uh, eight minutes of injury time as well. They're trying to help him. It's just not working. So well, one matter and one Percy playing as well. I mean, you saw a glimpse of what they could do. Yeah. When uh, matter with the assist and Van Percy with the goal, but still just frailties at the back. Not right there, and Tom Cleverly. <laughs> yeah. What must Matt think playing alongside Cleverly in midfield? Behind a defence that's got Johnny Evans and uh, Chris Smalling and Phil Jones in it. Colin, Man United has continued to collapse. It's quite good to see it as a Leeds fan, especially after the week we've had. 
Well, I, I, I take no pleasure in it um, because I was the guy on the podcast who said that Manchester United would win the league <laughs> at the start of the season. So um, I think we all laughed at you as well, didn't we? <laughs> I think you did, and I think you're laughing now as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, I, I listen to my radio phone-ins and it's getting desperate now, the amount of people ringing in to, to sack Moyes. But the, the thing is, they've made their decision. He's, he's there for the long haul. So yeah. they've got to give him a chance. And uh, yeah. as soon as he's got Matter, Matter's done well. He's, he's, he's chipped in with lots of assists. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a work in progress, I think. 15 um, points so for I, Arsenal at the minute. For them. Yeah. The, the, the aim is fourth place. Now, whether that's possible is something else, but uh, they're seven points off Liverpool. But I wouldn't count them out on doing that. Um, Just purely because of Robin Van Persie, Wayne Rooney and Juan Mata. That's the only reason I've got any hope in them. It's a powerful trio, isn't it, really? (laughs) Quite some attacking prowess there. Um, I wanted to mention um, uh, Tottenham drawing at Hull. Greg, your girlfriend and her family must have been thrilled with this performance. Well, we watched the highlights of Manchester United and I thought Tottenham did well to get away with a point because they were absolutely battered by Hull. <laughs> Jelovic had a, a fair few chances to win it. Yeah, it was Shane and Long with the goal, wasn't it? Yeah, Shane Long with the goal and Paulinho scored with a, a good finish. Mm. But yeah, I thought they they did well to get away with a, a point. There's reports today and I saw a couple of papers that... Um... Daniel Levy is already unhappy with Sherwood. Wants to replace him. Wants to get uh, Van Hal in. He hasn't lost a game, has he? Um, he lost against City, but we'll give him that. <laughs> yeah, everyone does. Most, most... Yeah. yeah. Dropping but points away at Hull, though. Soldado's still a worry because he had a good chance to put him 2-1 ahead mm. and fluffed his lines again. Still not scoring. Good weekend for the bookies, though. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, any other results stand out? West Ham, completely. Yeah, they seem to be. That's one, didn't they? <laughs> that 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 does stand out to me, Ross. And I've said from day one, West Ham would be safe. Yeah. And I think they've turned a corner now. Still in the um, bottom three, but they're still in the bottom three. But but you know everybody could potentially be in the bottom three after a few results. <laughs> yeah, true. United um, are, uh, <laughs> looking over their shoulder. <laughs> Andy Carroll's kicking in now, isn't he? He, he got two assists and, uh, and a red card. He he did get a red card. Um, That's got to uh, get rescinded, surely. That's that must get rescinded. be rescinded. <laughs> he was just moving like a normal human, and, and just suddenly found a Spanish man on the end of his arm, and then rolling around on the floor. He's done it before, and, though. Has anyone seen yeah. that line of Allardyce just absolutely laughing, yeah. face yeah. off right at Chico Flores? <laughs> Yeah, he's got previous of this. So, yeah, he'll probably be back. But, yeah, not bad. Two goals for Kevin Nolan. Both in the first half. Swansea, though, looking desperate, it seems. They're, they're plummeting, aren't they? I think their home form isn't as bad. They've uh, they've started picking up a few wins at the Liberty Stadium. They beat Fulham during the week, but most teams beat Fulham these days. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think Swansea will be okay. Do you think Loudup's in trouble? Um, I saw a few reports this morning saying they're lining up um, Everton's assistant manager uh, Graham Jones. I think has history at Swansea. He, I think he's he's safe. I think at least for the rest of the season. I think they'll they'll go out of the Europa League in the next round. 
Mm. Um, that's probably the best for them. If they can get out of the FA Cup as soon as possible, then I don't think they'll have a problem for the rest of the season. They've got enough qualities and they've got a goal scorer in Boney. And if you want to avoid relegation, that's a must, isn't it? Yeah, well, they've got another goal scorer they signed this week from uh, Bolton, but we'll come on to that later on. <laughs> um, what do you think, Colin? Do you think Laudrup's safe this season? He's currently two to one to be the next manager sacked, only ahead of uh, Chris Hewton's only ahead of him. I think the question is as to whether he's lost the dressing room. Mm. If he has, then he's on his way. Um, they had the bust up, didn't they, on the training ground? Yeah. Um, possibly or not possibly involving a brick. So if if he has lost it, the dressing room, then yeah, I think he'll be fine for this season. Um, but irrespective of whether they stay up or get relegated, I, I could see him quite honestly going. Mm. It, it seems to be a bit of a one-season wonder, doesn't he? Yeah, he's never been anywhere for too long. I want to know where teams are actually training, though, because there was a, a brick incident at Southampton last week as well. These people just well, they're, down to the <laughs> they're still building their training ground, so oh, right. that that's you can argue why there were bricks lying around there. <laughs> Swansea Swansea have no reason to have bricks lying around. No. Um, yeah, I mentioned Saints, they beat Fulham three uh, nil. Fulham have got some reinforcements in now, but I don't think it's gonna make any difference. <laughs> no. No, they're currently bottom of the table. 19 points, minus 31 goal difference. That is awful. That's the key, isn't it? You can always back the other team to score more than Fulham will. Yeah. <laughs> Comparing that to other teams around them, West Ham have only got minus nine. West Brom have only got minus six. Cardiff's on minus 22, but an 11, point, 11 uh, goal, goal difference is quite big, especially coming towards the end of the season. Uh, should we talk about some football league instead? Yeah, I think that's yeah. more than enough time spent. Well, <laughs> should we start with you, James? Uh, or should yeah, we start with the chaos at Leeds? It's, it's all looking good. I'm not. Yeah, I was going to say we'll go into the Leeds bit. I was quickly <laughs> into second because that's something quite interesting. But the um, yeah, Millwall is uh, it's it's exciting because the, the scoreline wasn't didn't represent the the, the performance at mm. all. Ollie himself said at the end of the match he made the mistake of he wanted to get back into the game and so put on five strikers. <laughs> what made uh, him? He, he said sorry for that, he apologised, which I just love him. <laughs> we lost three, I love him. <laughs> the match, um, match stats though, equal on shots, pretty equal possession. Yeah, see, this was it. We were, you know, we weren't, we were on top for the, most, for the start of the game mm. um, and we and then Bywater, the f- idiot, fumbled, <laughs> fumbled a corner. And they scored an easy goal from that. And Holloway tried to get back into the game by putting on all the strikers and just left us a bit open at the back yeah. against a very good attacking Reading side. So, and I expect to get spanked by them anyway because I think things aren't 100% better yet. But they're looking a lot more better. Like at Sheffield Wednesday and, and the, during the on Tuesday, yeah. the fight back was it, like you didn't see that under under a low mass. You just once we once we scored once we let in a goal. There was just no effort to come back. We just we were just dead and buried. But after Sheffield scored their goal, mm. it was just non-stop bombarding the goal. Just wouldn't give up, and uh, and it came through in the end. And we could have won it at the end as well. Yeah, you had a man sent off, sorry, didn't you, in midweek? They had, yeah, it was a big fight. As well. <laughs> Fights have seen football actually. Is it Shane Lowry, wasn't it? Lowry, yeah, he's a bit of a, he loves a red card. Him, 
uh, some, it all went off in the corner, which was it, 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 right at the end of the game. And two players, Lowry and someone else, had um, Coke. Had yeah, a fight. Coke. Had a fight, and then the whole all twenty-two players were there. <laughs> Firewater ran in and just pushed, went up and knocked out the biggest, biggest player. <laughs> but the funniest thing, because it was right in the corner, and. <laughs> You just you just looked over and you've got the two in the stands. You've got two blocks of empty seats with restrictions. Yeah, but it's still pretty. You know, it's still there's nothing really stopping you going in them. <laughs> um, and so you just saw this this fight with all the players going off in the corner, and then you just see these two two empty stands fill up, <laughs> fans running toward <laughs> bundle in the stands. Yeah. Pure abuse, and then and then there's a great video as well of it of a, a policeman. Falling flat on his ass, <laughs> going over to it, just slipped and slipped on the standing water. Really helping situation. <laughs> but um, it's still, I'm still positive. I, th- I think it's still something to look, still looking good. We've got Burnley on the weekend though, which is going to be a tough one. Tricky game, that yeah. It's not... yeah. Yeah, Burnley had a three-all draw with QPR with the, just some com- yeah, that... comedy defending in this game. Two of the goals, especially a man just got beaten. Or a Ben Wallace or a Cotto. Did anyone see that one? He just got completely robbed of the ball. He was trying to sh- shepherd it out. I think it was Ings that just ran around him and took it off him. And uh, squared it. Uh, Sam Roach was there to knock it in. But, um, yeah, Q- uh, Kevin Doyle and uh, Maiga with goals in their debut for QPR. They signed, I think, five players on deadline day, QPR. Will Keane from Man United as well. Aaron Hughes from Fulham. And, uh, I'm going to attempt this, Guillermo de la Torre. From uh, Desportivo Brazil, who, when Redknapp was asked about him, his only comment was, "Yeah, he's quick." <laughs> so I think Redknapp's just seen him on YouTube, and someone slapped him up. He's, uh, he <laughs> had a history scuffing. of doing that at Pompey. <laughs> Signing people from Johnny Tarker was a a YouTube Followed guy. Followed him, Basuma. Yeah, he was a YouTube lost. Yes, they did with all their new signings. But yeah, Wigan. We can beat Charlton 2 1. Might have been someone else called that, James, didn't he? Yeah, well. <laughs> I, I'd like to point out Leicester. Obviously, it's an easy story because they're top of the league, but out of their last nine games, they've won nine games. That's 27 points out of 27. 10 points clear of the top. They shouldn't have beat Bournemouth, though, that ball across the line. Uh, well, I mean, I. I I'm not Nigel Pearson's biggest fan. I don't really rate him as a manager, but <laughs> crikey, what's going on at Leicester is something unbelievable. They're just unstoppable right now. Yeah, with hardly it's hardly a team full of stars as well. Like Wes Morgan, Danny Drinkwater, Richie Delat, all players that have been around for a long time. Also, what other teams that um, were on fire at the start of the season for you? You expected to be right up there, Watford. They they won they won this weekend, but it was only their second league win in their past sixteen games. Oh yeah, they're they're um right they're mid table fodder at the moment. Yes, yeah, sixteenth place. Yeah, not good. Is it? It's a good job I didn't tip them to win the league. <laughs> <laughs> or bet on Troy Deeney to be top scorer. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I don't he even started know off well. Yeah, he did actually. He was top scorer after the first two games. I think he's got ten for the season, so still not too bad. But he is. Uh, he needs a goal spree. Yeah, he is eleven goals behind McCormack now. Uh, go, go on in, Colin. Tell us yeah. what's been happening at Leeds this week. <laughs> Did anyone at Leeds? No. <laughs> at Leeds. Yeah, been a quiet week. Well, something. Yeah, something happened. <laughs> what was that? 
Crikey. Do you, do you want me to, to read, tell, yeah. tell you what's going on at Leeds? Read us through the timeline Time of hilarity. So, before we start this, okay, we all know that what Leeds have been going through is a takeover and uh, Cagliari owner Massimo Cellino is uh, going to be taking a 75% stake in Leeds United. The King of Corn is his uh, nickname. King of Corn, yeah. yes. He's an agricultural man, isn't he? Yes. He's made a lot of money out of farming. Um, so, yeah, we all know that. But what's gone off in the last what, 48, 72 hours is, is something I have never seen ever as a Leeds fan. <laughs> and I've been through a lot. Um Let's quickly just go to transfer deadline day. So we're talking Friday now. Um, what we realise is that, first of all, £4 million bid from Cardiff City rejected by Leeds for Ross McCormack. Yeah. Okay. Ross McCormack uh, is on Sky Sports on transfer deadline day uh, saying how he's so looking forward to uh, playing the rest of the season at Leeds United under Brian McDermott. <laughs> Brian McDermott sacked. Uh, <laughs> what, two hours later? Um, Ross McCormack's back on the phone to Sky Sports. Uh, he says uh, his previous statement is now irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't expecting that, uh, and he doesn't know what to say. Okay, as a result of that, Enterprise Insurance uh, pulled their shirt sponsorship from Leeds United. Academy sponsors Flamingo Land pulled their sponsorship from Leeds United. On a side uh, note, what is Flamingo Land? It sounds amazing. It's a theme park. <laughs> it's a theme park. It is the Alton Towers of Thorpe Park of the North. <laughs> <laughs> so great, miserable weather. Do they actually have flamingos there. Yes. It's a theme park with a Yorkshire flavour. So whip it rides. Um, I don't know anything. I, I've been there. <laughs> moaning. Um, I've been there a few times actually when I was when I was younger. Uh, it's actually okay. It's, it's in Ripon, no, near Ripon. <clears throat> um, but yeah, then following that, the CEO, Paul Hunt, who famously was the guy who dealt with Venkies. Yes. He was sacked. <laughs> um, so now we're on about, we're getting to about 10 o'clock at night on Friday now. Um, and approximately 50 to 100 Leeds United fans have descended on Elland Road. And they want answers from Massimo Cellino, who's in the ground. Now, what happens is that he calls a taxi and he tried to escape Ellen Road. But just imagine Benny Hill music. Um, <laughs> because the Leeds United fans start chasing Cellino uh, in his taxi around Ellen Road and furthermore, block all the exits out of Ellen Road so he can't oh. get out. Um. So Cellino's taxi is forced to circle Ellen Road uh, 20 times, okay? Stanning Leak Cars, the taxi company, sent out a tweet asking Leeds fans to let the car containing Cellino leave as it's low on fuel. <laughs> Q4 West Yorkshire Police vans arriving at the stadium, um, allowing Cellino to escape. So he's gone, and apparently now he's in Miami, which is his, uh, which is where he's, he lives, basically. Yeah. Um, furthermore, um, ex-Cagliari player Andrea Tabanelli, he signs for Leeds United, 
and the expected sales of Luke Varney, who refused to play against Ipswich, um, his sale to Blackburn Rovers falls through. Paul Green to Ipswich falls through. Um, a loan of uh, Zach Thompson, a young player, to an unknown club falls through. Um, apparently all blocked by Chilino. Then Leeds United turned down a £6 million bid for Ross McCormack. Next bit of information, David Haig, the managing director, resigns, uh, apparently of the sacking of McDermott. And then there's a statement from McDermott via BBC Radio Leeds and the Yorkshire Union Post that he wishes to thank each and every Leeds fan for their support. Everyone keeping up. Yep. <laughs> so that's pretty much transfer deadline day for Leeds. Yeah. Okay. Then we move on to Saturday. Leeds are playing Huddersfield Town at Ellen Road. Okay, so the previously sacked CEO, Paul Hunt, and the resigned managing director, David Haig, walk into Ellen Road. They're back. <laughs> okay, uh, David Haig's on the telephone. He's trying to get Brian McDermott back as manager of Leeds United. Um, at 12.15, David Haig makes a phone call to McDermott's assistant, uh, Nigel Gibbs and asks him to manage a team for the for the game um, with assistance from Neil Redfern, who's a youth coach. Nigel Gibbs says yes, um, but we all know that Gianluca Festa, uh, Cellino's favourite, was uh, set to manage the side. Um, Gianluca Festa is at Ellen Road, but he is in the stand with the new signing, Andrea Tabanelli. Um, Taking pictures now- of loads of fans as well. <laughs> Yeah, 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 amazing. <laughs> now, what we do know is that Nigel Gibbs uh, radically changed the team uh, because Gianluca Festa had put already a team together at Leeds for the game against Huddersfield, um, and he reversed it back to Brian McDermott's team that he'd uh, put together in training. Now, there's questions about whether McDermott was going to be at Ellen Road. He was not at Ellen Road. He took legal advice and was told to stay away. Um, and then the actual game, it sort of compels into <laughs> insignificance, really. But um, Leeds were poor in the first half. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, one nil down. Uh, managed to scrape a lucky uh, equaliser in injury time in the first half from uh, Ross McCormack. I don't know what happened at half-time, but something was said. Something was said because this team came out and demolished Huddersfield Town and beat them 5-1. Ross McCormack with a hat-trick. Apart from potentially Adam Clayton for Huddersfield Town, I don't think any of their players can come out of this with any any positives at all. No. So, yeah, tremendous result. Great. Uh, There's 31,000, by the way, at Ellen Road, um, which is great. Um, now I'd have been expecting about 22, 23,000, but I think a lot more fans turned up there because they fancied a fight. Um, so everything's fine. Um, anyway, halfway through the second half, a statement on the club website, um, says, okay, 75% has been sold to Chilino and also Brian McDermott is still the manager. Um, (laughs) Nobody really knows what's going on. Um, so we move on to Sunday. Uh, now, the Football League have confirmed that they are looking at Chilino through the fit and proper persons test. He's bound to pass because uh, everyone does. Yes. Um, 
so they're asking for a little bit more documentation from him on that. Uh, Cellino's sacking of McDermott has turned out to be illegal because he had no responsibility to, to make that decision. Um, Cellino then backtracks. Uh, he says he never wanted to sack McDermott, um, despite publicly previously saying that he had no choice but to sack him. Um, and says it wasn't his decision, it was GFH's decision, uh, which is Gulf Finance House, um, as in a decision was made by the bank. So so not the guys who were at Leeds, so not David Haig or Paul yeah. Hunt. In a nutshell, that's pretty much it. Chaos. Chaos reigned. Sounds like something that would happen to Harchester United. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent song, that's the podcast uh, title this week. Uh, so yeah, chaos reigned, and we won a game of football in three 0 Our first win since December the fourteenth. So <laughs> whatever Gibbs did worked pretty well. It, it it's pretty scary, really. Um, yeah. Where where Leeds United go from here, I don't know. Um, I think we become Watford Mark Two. There is talk that Cellino had a number of Italians lined up, yeah, and uh, a French player as well they didn't go through um i think they'll be going through pretty soon when the loan window opens perhaps so Hmm. um now will brian mcdermott return to Leeds united my personal take on it is that no he won't Um, i think he will but i think he'll be sacked on wednesday (laughs) actually i know that the the managing director is in conversation with him um so there is a conversation taking place there, but I cannot see his legal advisors or the LMA League Managers Association letting him go back into Ellen Road. No. I, can't, I can't see him letting letting that happen. Madness, absolute madness. Um, let's move on. Give the assistant manager the job. He won five one. Yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> him and Redfern, they did all right. Uh, can Can I just ask a question though to the other guys? I mean. Millwall haven't particularly gone through so much turmoil. Um, Portsmouth have. Um, <laughs> just a bit. What What do you guys think of Leeds United as outsiders looking in? I'm interested. Do you think Leeds United are a laughing stock? Do you think... I do. That, I'm an insider. Well, yeah. But I'd be interested for you, for, for you guys, for your opinion. You still have a manager, don't you? Maybe. You still have, a, you still have a, a playing squad and you're not in administration. Things can't be that bad. <laughs> I was just looking at it as a lunacy. It's just like, what the fuck is going on at Leeds? It's just... I don't know. No, it's hard. I never, I never want to laugh at a team in free fall. You saw a lot of it on Twitter from our fans going, "Yeah, fuck off, Leeds." <laughs> but you know, you never want to see a football team um, go into that sort of situation. Would you so, say that if it was West Ham? No, I wouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Millwall got taken over by a pretty sensible American, didn't they? This is this is the weirdest thing. We've done we, anything we've, weird since we were. Uh, Worried because he just got this American guy who didn't know football. He's an owner in a baseball part of the Red Sox, one of the estates in the Red Sox. He had no idea about football, which he's admitted he had no idea. He just got told to buy them, like he just yeah. got advice to buy them. Basically, because Bermondsey's such a, and he just thought because Bermondsey's such a upcoming area, it's the upcoming area of London. Yeah, getting there early. And you thought he's getting in there early. Um, and 
and we thought, oh, he's just there. He's just um, he's just here for the money. He's uh, for the estate. He um, he said he said in interviews he, he caught the Millwall bug straight away. He <laughs> loves it to bits. He learned about he learned everything there was to learn about football. And he and every every manager, well, the two. I don't really care. I didn't really listen to any low mass interviews, but Kenny Jacket <laughs> and 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 Ollie have both said how impressed they are by his contribution to the club and his attitude. Um, he's turned down people have been trying to apparently uh, Paladin has been trying to buy us for ages, mm. and he's just said, "Go away, this is my meal." We'll but even look how much it, look how much he backs low mass in the summer. The signings that he allowed him to make and the wages that they're yeah. paying out. Yeah, yeah, fully he's, he's backing us. He's we're fully, he's fully backing us, um, and he 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 gets involved with it, which is he's, he's obviously gets involved with the transfers and and the um or, or the, what goes on at the club. Maybe not so much the transfers, but he doesn't get too involved. He lets the 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 people that know what they're doing yeah get on with it do that get on with it, um, and it, it's 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 very, it's refreshing to hear it like the, 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 all the managers saying how. You know, uh, Holloway said at his interview, his two-hour interview turned into a four-hour, four-hour <laughs> interview of how where the club was going, and he said the enthusiasm from John Berylson, and he genuinely thinks that Millwall could one day be a Premier League team, and you know, we're, we're for such a for a team that you know you put, you can't ever see it, you can never see Millwall going up there, but he's got this attitude that he, he just wants to do everything for us, which yeah. is, it's nice. But and, and the thing is as well, he doesn't um, he doesn't seem to. He's not being stupid with money. He's been quite shrewd because we haven't got big budget. We haven't got a lot of money, mm. but he's backing us how he as he as much as he can, but not to a silly, not to a silly point where it's gonna, by by the looks of it, not to not to a point where we're gonna get in trouble with wages and FFP and yeah, all that sort of thing. So yeah, it is quite yeah, it is good. And then everyone like we say once once he joined, everyone thought, oh, he's here for the estate, you know. <laughs> yeah, J- James, I I James, I don't think it is silly. Saying that Millwall could make the Premier League, I really don't. I think... Well, I mean, you, you, you look, look who we've just got in as a manager. Uh, transfers he's making himself are superb. It's you never know. You never know. Holiday. But anyone, can win, anyone can win the, a game in the Championship. There is uh, there's a lot of money. Obviously, there are teams with a lot of money and and, and more superiority there, with with that. But you can anyone can win the Championship. You know, they're, it's, it's they're a London. They're a London club, James. Tick. That's a big tick. Because London clubs do well, right? And they've got a brand. You might not like the brand. It might be nasty Millwall, but it's got a brand. And I'm sorry if Millwall can make it. Uh, sorry if if Wigan can make it, yeah. and if the likes of Cardiff City can make it, then Millwall can make it. They'll think um, that the Premier League wouldn't want us there. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. Would they? Um, but yeah, it's it's. it's... It's, it's a good time. I've, I'm sure you can tell after the last couple of podcasts how more enthusiastic I am about football purely for the mm. change that happened happen this this January. Yeah, it's, it's looking. It's, it does. It looks good, but uh, we probably probably won't. I, I, I can't let see us getting promoted. I mean, you, you think I, but you, you feel a lot more confident than you did with Loma. <laughs> you feel like you're in women's support, and you just look down, and, and there's a lot, there's this all about this Millwall feelings back now. When you look down at the, uh, you look down at the dugout, and you can see Mark Bircham, who's an old you know, Millwall player, um, and Mark Bircham and Holloway both just non-stop from the start, just yeah. Giving it from the from the box and and the players like at Sheffield that that attitude to come straight back in it that Mill will fight back to mm. to get get the point. It, it's it's good. It seems like it's quite a nice time. And and the uh, 
the uh, the uh, transfers as well. Simeon Jackson, Ed Upson um, from Yeovil. Yeah. Uh, um, who else did we get? GJ Campbell. Some good good signings. So. Yeah, we'll come on to signings in a second. Just quickly before we do move on to that, um, Greg, you actually left your first pub game early this weekend. Oh yeah. Is it that it bad? Cold. I was cold. It's been because it's too cold. Yeah, I was it really more bad. than anything. It's it's a killer. That is the that is the one. <laughs> it's cold. If it's warm, hot. I've stayed. I've seen us lose four one, but it was hot, and I just had my legs rested. You know, rested, rested over the other seat and sat through it. But if it's freezing cold and I can't feel my toes, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Were you still there when you saw the massive handball claim that should have been a penalty? What? Did you miss that? Yeah. There was a huge handball claim, which it, it was a definite penalty. Um, about five yards away, just crossed the ball, just the defender lifted his arm up to stop the ball, basically. Oh, well, see, I knew it wouldn't be given, so... Yeah. The referee was scared, scared of his whistle, so... One of them days. Yeah, but, um, yeah, it was cold. I was bored. It was a free ticket. <laughs> Fair enough. And I wanted, I wanted Cyclone whilst it was still light. So I made the executive decision <laughs> to leave with 15 minutes left. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's move on to uh, the transfer window has slammed shut this week. Um, what I want is um, everyone's opinions on the best and worst deals and which club did the best and worst business. Um, Tom, we'll start with you. Who do you think got the? Uh, who did? Who, which team overall did the best business in the window? Um, it's going to sound pretty controversial but I think Fulham actually did some quite good business I'd agree with you on this one I think that Mitroglu is possibly one of the best signings of the window mm. I know he hasn't played in Premier League before but he's been banging in the goals all year in the Greek League and the Champions League Yeah. and whenever I've seen his goals in the Champions League they are good goals like real clinical finishing Yeah. and also there was Holtby on loan as well yeah, so he that's, didn't that's a great really move, do much it? at Tottenham but yeah getting rid of Adel Tarrant <laughs> Yeah, and um, worst signing of the window it also involves Fulham, <laughs> uh, but it's on the way out. Which one? Valencia signing Philip Senderoff. <laughs> What's going on there? Is this the uh, Valencia that won at uh, the new Camp last night? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Surely he wasn't involved in <laughs> in that. Surely. I highly doubt it. Marked Messi out of the game. <laughs> But about one bad piece of uh, business Fulham did do in the uh, transfer window was um, uh, recalling Dan Byrne uh, from his loan spell. <laughs> yeah, awful. I'm not sure defender. if they've won a game since. <laughs> he's not going to improve things, not, not, is he? No, he's. Uh, I'm not. I've, I've already said how bad at football he is. Yeah, if you follow our Twitter, again. you would have seen Tom's comments about him. <laughs> Any Dan Byrne-related tweet is from Tom. Uh, they also signed Johnny Heitinger as well. Yeah, another good signing. A free transfer. Yep. That's the kind of fight they need, I think. The remainder of the season. Um, Colin, what do you reckon? Who's done the best business? Well, I uh, I think this has gone on the radar. It's not particularly um, who, uh, which club has done the best business with all their transfers, but one transfer that stood out for me was um, Joe Ledley. Yeah. Uh, it's gone from Celtic to Crystal Palace, two point five million pounds. This guy's got fifty caps for Wales, and okay, it's Wales, but um, <laughs> they've got themselves an international 
and I think that is a cracking bit of business, to be honest. They did also pay three million for Wayne Hennessy, though. Yeah, a League Two goalkeeper, a League One goalkeeper. I, I was talking specifically about the Jordan. <laughs> um, he's been an ever present for for Celtic. Um, so, yeah, for me, that's that's the best bit of business I I saw. Um, Palace, the... Palace have been pretty busy. They they got here. Yeah. They got Tom Inson on loan. Uh, they confirmed Jason Punchin as well. One point five million pounds. <laughs> Whether it'll be enough, I don't know, Ross. I, I really don't. Um, the first half, the game against Arsenal today, they lost two 0 in the end. But first half, they just stopped Arsenal playing, and they did they did their job. But trying to do that for ninety minutes against that Arsenal team is it's pretty impossible. Yeah, there, there was a, a worse <coughs> transfer for me as well. Um, well, it, it's a bit of a double header, really, because <laughs> it was a swap deal. Um, and that was Peter Odin Wingy joining Stoke, and Kevin Jones signing for Cardiff. Which is a bit like swapping two turds, really. Um, I, I don't see what the point is in that activity at all. Um, the only people who are going to win out of that are, are football agents. Um, <laughs> yeah. d- d- awful, awful. Um, and this is the Premier League. I mean, pff, two terrible, stinky players. Um, <laughs> stinky players. You know, stinky. Just, it's just poor, poor players. That is the kind of analysis um, that's going to get you right for the times, Colin. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, they're, they're, you know, literally two footballing turds in the toilet that won't go away. So um, I, I don't really understand why either team have done that. Um, Jones did score in his debut, though. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be his last goal of the season, probably. <laughs> um, I don't get the hype about Kevin Jones. I really don't. But um, I don't know. I might be I might be proven wrong. Yeah, um, time will tell on that one. I doubt yeah. it. <laughs> for for me though, as a club, the team that's done the least or the worst activity in the Premier League is Norwich City. I think they needed to to do something to bolster their squad. They've got uh, Jonas Gutierrez in from Newcastle. Hard working player, but not going to grab any headlines. And that's it. And that's <coughs> it. Wow. Just just on Norwich guys. By the way. Um, their last four games, we've mentioned this before, but I just want to mention it again. I can't see how they're not going to get relegated because the last four games are Liverpool, Manchester United, Chelsea and Arsenal. Okay, so expect no points from those games. That leaves them with 10 games. Okay, now from the last 10 games, they've scored 10 points. Okay, they're on 24 now, which if they repeat that form, will leave them on 34. And then they've got Liverpool, Man U, Chelsea, Arsenal. 34 is not going to keep you up, is it? Uh, no, probably not this season. It'll be close. I don't know, maybe 36, <clears throat> 37, but yeah. I, I, I can't see how Norwich is going to turn this around. And here's a man on the post exclusive. I could see Hewton going. Yeah. I could, I could see him honestly He's going. He's not going to last the season, I don't think. Uh, let's move on to you, Greg. What do you reckon? Uh, I don't know. Um, let me think. I th- um, I think Wilfred Zaha to C- Cardiff could is a good transfer for him. Yeah. And if they stay up, uh, it could be a good transfer for them as well. Looking at the influence he had yesterday, um, yeah, that's a, a good signing. As a as a team as a whole, I think Palace did some good business. Yeah. Five British pa- players with 
histories of being at premiership clubs. You know, Pulis will know them all well. And yeah, I think that as a te- team, they've done the best business. Worst business? Oh, well, of course, you got, if we're talking whole window, you've got to save one matter to United, probably. The, yeah. The big, the big transfer. Um, worst business? Uh, I, I agree with uh, Colin about Norwich. I think they needed reinforcements. I think perhaps Tottenham could have done with some uh, a bit of quality as well if they really are serious about getting into the top four this season. Yeah, they signed no one. They signed no one, which I think is indicative of the amount of backing that Levy's giving <laughs> yeah. uh, Sherwood. Um, Newcastle, if you're judging Joe Kinnear on his signings, mm, he uh, brought in what Luke De Jong, who got two out of ten. <laughs> In, in a paper yesterday for his debut. Gosh. Yeah, um, Swansea have been a bit hit and miss. Yeah, David and Gog. Uh, Marvin Emnes is a a quick player. He's, he definitely fits that Swansea mould. He's a cult hero down at Swansea, isn't he? Yeah. For uh, scoring a winner against Cardiff. Um, I think yeah, there's no teams have done really bad business. There's just been a lot of average or non-existent business yeah what about West Ham as well they've West Ham they've done I think they've done a good bit of business what do you think about West Ham's business James <laughs> do you know what I was waiting for you to come around to me. <laughs> I was going to say two teams that have done have done quite well in the transfer window from a gritted teeth two teams that <laughs> I think have done quite well are West Ham and Palace yeah I think by Roger Johnson seasons. I don't rate him but the uh, uh, Nocerino and Borriello I think are two really good signings who else was it they signed the West um... uh, Abdul Razak from Anchi and uh, Pablo uh, Armero who's a fullback but, I believe the thing is uh, West Ham needed an injection of players um, <clears> big time yeah um, and, and, they've, and they seem to have done that I don't know how good good or not they're going to be none of them are really got much Premier League experience have they no that's the problem um, who else did you think had done quite well was there another one uh, well, I said, yeah, Palace, but we, we, we don't need to tell any more about that. You oh, guys yeah, have already true. summed that one up. Yeah. I think, the one I looked the most, um, paid attention to the most was Arsenal in the league. I think everyone had their eyes on, on Arsenal for this, this, um, yeah. this transfer window. Um, <laughs> how's your luck? Kim, <laughs> Kim Kallstrom injured in the first training session. That was their only move in. Um, he was going to be my signing of the window because I love him as a footballer. But mm. I've not going to see him for I'm six weeks. Is it six weeks? Yeah. <laughs> the things you've got, it's just, I, I quite, I quite admire, admire um, Wenger for not signing Draxler for a stupid amount. What was it? It'll be thirty-seven million, and, you, and he's an, he's unproven in the uh, yeah in the, in the Premier League, and paying thirty-seven million—that's that's the same uh, amount that that Man, uh, Man United pay for Juan Juan Mata. Yeah, he's, and he's, uh... he's a he's a finished article. Really, he's the you know he's a proven. Quality player, yeah. And, you, and whereas Arsenal refused to refuse to buy um buy Draxler for for thirty seven million, which I quite admire yeah. for, but they mm. do need that striker. Um, yeah, getting rid of Frimpong that was good business. He had a cracking debut for Barnsley, didn't he? <laughs> sent off. He got sent off on his Arsenal debut as well. Did he? <laughs> he loves it. Match fixing. <laughs> I think an underrated signing of the window was. Um, Sunderland getting Liam Bridcut from Brighton because he's a very good footballer and he's a player that obviously Poyet's worked with before and he looked he didn't look out of place yesterday at all like, 
he slotted in and just played his natural game, good passing game. I think the most, um, the signer that you shrug your shoulders at the most, Danny Graham, going from Sunderland to Middlesbrough on loan. Oh yeah, is he still? <laughs> exactly. I forgot about him. I forgot. About him. I remember him in the Championship. Yeah, exactly. That Chelsea did right. Uh, Salah for eleven million and Kurt Zuma. Anyone who plays FM will know all about Kurt Zuma. Twelve million pounds. Pretty good, and to get the money they got for some of the players they sold as well. Kevin De Bruyne, seventeen million for Wolfsburg. Not bad for a player who hasn't played at all. No, I don't know if they made a profit on that. But um, any others stand out, guys? Or should we move on? Should we summed it up, haven't we? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty poor window, wasn't it? Yeah, so it wasn't. There's one, one exciting one, really. One exciting move. Yeah, matter is it, wasn't it? All right. The most exciting thing on deadline day wasn't even the transfers, really. It was the lead fiasco. Yeah. Who yeah. sacks their manager on deadline day? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Three hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to betting corner then. Uh, nobody won last week, so the standings are... Greg, you are in the lead, but your lead is now just £9. Uh, well, it's actually more than that, because I'm in second place in minus £8. Collins in third, minus 19 And it's James in minus 67 Tom, minus 150, and Adam, minus 173. Minus 150? Yeah, it's not How bad. long have I been away for? <laughs> About five or six weeks. Oh, obviously giving me some pretty rubbish bets then. I gave you last week uh, Pompey to beat Wickham and both well, teams. Well, there you go then. Like Pompey to win. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as Adam's not here, I'll give him a bet. Um, I've gone for his two... Big gloves in his life, uh, Barcelona and Zlatan. So PSG to beat whoever they're playing in the Champions League and Barcelona to beat AC um, Manchester City. Uh, £10 returns, £64. Uh, Tom, you're next. What have you got? Uh, yeah, mine's on the um, Man City Chelsea game tomorrow. Just gone for a simple Yaya Tori to score and Man City to win at 5 to 1. So it returns £60. That's excellent odds for that. Um, James, what about you? Yeah, I've gone. I've gone for the Man City game as well. Um, I've got ten to one on Man City to win two 0 Excellent. So one hundred ten return. Uh, Colin. Yeah, well, I, going for I, a big the, money return this week. Well, the betting gods are against me, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, I was let down by Barcelona <laughs> of all teams. You know what I mean? So I can't win, can I? But here we go. Uh, here's a, a biggie. It's a, a double header. Uh, it's an FA Cup bet. Um, these are the replays, obviously. So I've gone for Sheffield United to beat Fulham. And I've gone for Preston North End to beat Nottingham Forest. £10 returns £165. That's the biggest return you've ever had. I think it is, yeah. <laughs> um, I've gone for Man City as well. I'm going to go for them to win both games they're playing this week. Yeah, They're going to beat Barcelona midweek and they're going to beat Chelsea tomorrow. So... £10 there returns £45. Um, Greg, our leader. I've gone for Sunderland to beat Hull at home and Wickham to beat Accrington at home and that returns £44. Kim playing it safe up in the lead. Okay, so we're the end of Betting Corner. That's the end of this week's podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for joining me tonight. Uh, if you head over to manonthepost.com, there's uh, plenty of new articles going out there and I'm sure there'll be some more coming up this week. Um, make sure you listen out for the Man of the Post Extra show on uh, okay, it comes out on a Friday morning um, pretty good good work from Chris, Emma and Mark there and I think they're going to have some special guests coming up soon as well so keep listening to that uh, sorry as Tom says Man of the Post Extra time 
I keep forgetting. I'm gonna have to put that. On. It was it was a perfect chance for a very average football pun. <laughs> I'm gonna stick it on a post-it note and put it on my screen so I don't forget. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, head over to the website if you want to write for us. Then uh, send me an email, Ross at manlapost.com. Um, follow us on Twitter at manlapost. Pretty simple. Uh, we're on Facebook, but we don't use it anymore, so ignore that. Um, let's give out our Twitter handles. Don't do that very often. Tom, what's yours? Um, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> Alano eleven, E L A R N O one one. Uh, Greg. Greg Kitchen. Simple. With yeah. an E. With an I. <laughs> Follow them both. Uh, James, what's yours? It's uh, capital J R B um, E double L E F O N T A I N E J R And Colin. Mine is uh, Cass seven zero seven. Thank you very much. Uh, I am at Ross Barrow 1984. I also do some other podcasts, uh, a weekly video game one called Ready Player Two and an occasional wrestling one called Ring the Bell. They're both on iTunes, so check them out. Uh, that's all for this week, so it's goodbye from me, it's goodbye from Colin. Goodbye. Goodbye from Tom. Bye. Goodbye from Greg. See you later. Goodbye from James. Bye. And always remember to have your manual post. Japs. Is that the quickest ever? I think it is. 51 minutes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Adam, length, it doubles the length of this podcast. Yeah, I've still got eight minutes left of my time as well. <laughs>